Welcome to the Collective Church Podcast. For more information, visit thecollectivechurch.co.za. So I thought of titling my talk today, War and Peace, seeing Robbie um, titled his sermon a few weeks ago, Great Expectations, and I couldn't let him be the only one to have a literary title. But essentially what I want to talk about today is peace and victory in the battles of life. I really felt that that was what the Lord wanted to speak to us on um, and to access our hearts on. So have you ever asked this question yourself or perhaps had it asked of you? If God is good and God is love, why is this world such a mess? Why are people so messed up? Why is there so much pain, so much suffering, cruelty and evil in the world? Ever asked that or been asked that? Well, there certainly is a war going on around us. And uh, what the planet um, looks like is not always very beautiful. If you look at the news, if you look at society around you, I think one is just impressed by the fact that, as my son says, the whole planet is actually on the boil. We are in a spiritual war between God and Satan, between darkness and light. We see it in the world around us, the enemy at work, war on marriages, on family, attacks on personal identity, and a worldwide resurgence of tribalism, of racism, people in various groupings making war and fleeing the ravages of war. Around the globe, this is going on all the time. And the truth is that Satan hates all humankind because we were created in the image of God And God loves all people. Satan especially hates believers who've chosen to make Jesus king and have Jesus reigning in our hearts because we as believers have chosen. We've made that choice to advance the kingdom of light. And that's in direct opposition to Satan's kingdom of darkness. So I think all of us can relate to the fact that we have at some time, and perhaps on an ongoing basis often, sensed and experienced these personal attacks of the enemy in our lives. Right? Anyone relate to that? Hmm. But I have to say, today I want to declare loud and clear that it's an unfair war. And what I mean by an unfair war is that the war has already been won. Christ won the war against Satan when he defeated him when he defeated sin and death on the cross. Jesus came and died to destroy the works of the devil, to save us, to deliver us. And the enemy knows he's defeated and he knows his time is short. It's only a matter of time before the enemy is cast down once and for all. Christ overcame all evil. Jesus won the victory. The power of the resurrection proves that. And that same power lives in us and fights for us now, every day, in whatever we face. So the devil can try every scheme in the book, every possible way to attack us, intimidate us, terrify us. But he does not hold any power over us. We're safe in God's hands. 
Christ, the victorious King, lives and reigns in our hearts. And his victory is our victory. His victory is our victory. And I'd like us to celebrate that today. In Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, it says, But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In whatever you face, know that he is with you. He's for you. He fights for you. Romans 8, such a magnificent scripture, verse 37 to 39. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Awesome scripture, amazing truth. And what a wonderful declaration that we can make today. And this, this is the confidence, this is the power, the redeeming love of Christ that we take out into the world to bring the power of the gospel, to bring God's kingdom into the darkest places and the darkest situations. Um, a wonderful testimony to share. I, I love the testimony of Rob Forbes. Um, he preached here a while ago, about a year ago almost. Uh, Rob Forbes lived together with his wife and family in Mongolia for, I think, more than 12 years. And he was involved in numerous church plants into that nation. And now everyone was very concerned about, very aware of the different religions, the dark spiritual forces at work in that land, and, you know, quite wary of even entering the temple domains there. But Rob used to, he told us, he used to walk through that ground, walk that ground, proclaiming Jesus is king, Jesus reigns, Jesus is Lord. And I love that. Let's not focus on the enemy who's attacking us, but let's focus on God, the one who has won the victory. Let us proclaim and assert his victory in our lives and in our world. In the battles of life, in us, around us, let's remember this. Jesus said in John 14, verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Isn't that wonderful? What a gift. Are you battle-weary today? His gift in the midst of it all is peace. Receive that gift. The peace, the joy of the Spirit, His shalom peace, well-being, fullness, wholeness, peace in us. His presence in us. What a gift. Trust the Lord. Don't be afraid. Let's encourage each other in that. We live certainly in the midst of fierce spiritual battles. And fear is one of Satan's favorite weapons. So when we feel afraid, 
Let's affirm our trust in God. In James chapter 4, verse 7, we're told, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, submit, that first part of the verse, about submitting to God. Now, submit is not such a popular word, but it's a very important one. Very important, and it's a prerequisite. So, I like to see it like this, something like this. When we submit, we come under the banner of El Shaddai. We give him access to our hearts and unrestricted authority over our lives. We don't have any little corners or rooms that we shut off and say, here's where I make the decisions. Here's where I'm in charge. You can have the rest. No, we give him unrestricted authority over every part of our lives. We trust in the goodness of his plans for our lives and we defer to him. We listen to and obey his words to us. We stand on that word. We respond to that word. And then, and then, second part, as we resist the devil in Jesus' name, power and authority of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the enemy must flee. So I'd like to continue to read some wonderful, powerful scriptures. They're well known. They're key scriptures. And you'll probably know many of them off by heart. You might have committed them to memory. Always good to commit scripture to memory. But I'd like you today, I'd like us all, just ask the Holy Spirit to give them fresh life to us. Let's receive them into our hearts and souls, not just our minds. Let them go right down into the deepest, deepest parts of our being. Soak them up, meditate on them, and let's trust the Lord that today as we revisit them and hear them again, that they grow fresh faith and courage and peace in our hearts through the working of the Holy Spirit. So the first one I'd like to read is from Philippians chapter 4. And I'd like to read from the Passion Translation. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. Be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow. For you are united with the Anointed One. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship. For our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faithful requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Or in another translation, then the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Powerful scripture. Another scripture I'd like us to revisit. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. 
then from 1 John 5 verse 4, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Or as the Passion Translation puts it, our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Isn't that awesome? That triumphs over the world. Our faith, the victorious power that triumphs over the world and every situation, every attack, every battle we face. I love sharing testimonies on one I really uh, would like to share with you today. It's one of my favorite. It's the testimony of Mary Monson. Um, I've read her little book, the testimony is told in this book called A Wall of Fire. And I've read this countless times because I really find it so inspiring and so encouraging. Now, Mary Monson, uh, you might not have heard of, but you might have heard her referred to in um, the book about Brother Yun called The Heavenly Man. Um, she was a Norwegian missionary whom God used powerfully in a revival in North China in the early 1900s. In fact, as a direct result of seeds sown during her ministry, revival broke out in China in the 1970s. And um, the, the family of Brother Yun was saved during that time. And as you know, thousands of house churches were established. Now, the testimony of Mari's peace in the middle of incredible conflict, widespread attacks and killings is amazing. It's an amazing account, an amazing story. She ministered in many rural areas of China in the 1920s and 30s when there was absolutely lawlessness. Lawlessness was right throughout the area. People were attacked, they were robbed, they were murdered. But she knew how to have complete peace in it all because of the promises of God. The same promises we have today. And this is what happened to Mari Monson. I'm going to read some extracts out of the book Wall of Fire. This is what happened to her. She says in her book, before I went upstairs to bed, I shut all the windows of the house as usual and I locked the two doors. I was awakened in the night by two heavy blows on my right shoulder and I was terrified. Robbers was my first thought. And then the words sounded clearly and distinctly. The Lord is a wall of fire round about his people. Immediately, fear gave place to quiet, strengthening joy over this wonderful truth. And then the Lord allowed me to see it. It was as if the roof had been lifted off the house and sitting up in bed, I was surrounded by a very high wall of fire. It gave out no heat. A swarm of arrows came flying from beyond the wall, but not one of them reached me. The vision lasted perhaps only a second or two, but I found myself sitting with tears of joy streaming down my face. And um, that was the vision that God gave her. The very next day, she had to leave because she had to go and pray for a really seriously ill child uh, who lived a far distance away with its parents. And she was traveling by cart right through the day and into the night hours. And then this is another extract from that incident that she describes. That night, 
Out on the slopes, along the road we were to travel, it was swarming with robbers after dark. Scores of people had simply disappeared there within the past month. But I sat in the cart, safe, happy and peaceful, thrilling with the certainty that even an army of thousands strong could not harm me that evening because of the wall of fire round about me. It was strange to be sitting there under those circumstances, feeling as quiet and safe as I do while I sit writing about it today, she said. I began to realize a little how wide is the scope of the promise. My peace I give to you. And how much the words in 1 John 5, 4 mean, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Isn't that an amazing and such an encouraging testimony? She knew how to have complete peace in it all. She rested in the words that God gave her. She rested in the, his words in scripture. She stood on that and she moved in it. And now I'd like to um, move on to another testimony. This is an account an incredible story, um, a testimony, an account, a story, a piece of history in the Bible in Judges 4. And at this time in the history of Israel, which was around the 11th, 12th century BC, fear absolutely gripped the nation. Even the army seemed paralyzed by fear of the enemy. And the people of Israel, I mean, they, why were they so fearful? They'd been oppressed by Jabin, the king of Canaan, for 20 years. Now, you might remember that Deborah, a judge in Israel and a prophet, ruled Israel in those days. A fascinating person, Deborah. I, I just find her very interesting. She was a married woman. She was the only female judge Israel had um, in that history, that time. A woman of tremendous courage, whom I find very inspiring because of her great faith. And I love that the place where she held court and passed judgments was beneath a date palm tree. It's, it's a picture that's so rich in symbolism. The palm tree and its branches were symbols of both victory and peace in the ancient Middle East and Mediterranean world. Now, even today, a palm branch can symbolize victory. And it certainly did so from early times in ancient Greece and Rome. And of course, when we think of the Bible, a wonderful scene immediately comes to mind that we associate with palm branches. Yes, of course, Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem foreshadowing the most important victory of all time. His death and resurrection, defeating Satan, the enemy. So, palm branches, beautiful symbols of victory and peace. Let's go back to Deborah and let's picture her now. There she is under the palm tree, holding court. Stirred in her heart by the weak, intimidated condition of her nation, Israel, she looks to the Lord and she receives a prophetic word from God, which is both a strategy and a command. And she sends for Barak and she says to him, the Lord God of Israel commands you, go. Take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them up to Mount Tabor. 
I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. So this is the word of God. This is what God said to her he would do. And she passes this on as a command to Barak, a warrior. <laughs> but oh, listen to what Barak says. Oh, he's not convinced. He's uncertain. He's afraid. Uh, he says to Deborah, if you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. <laughs> and then the voice of faith, oh, a mother in Israel, Deborah, she says, certainly, I will go with you. Deborah and Barak, they take the troops of Israel up Mount Tabor and God causes Sisera to take his army to the river. And Deborah there, again, she assures Barak. She encourages him. She says to him, go. This is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? And I, I just like us to take a step back and consider a few things at this point. Victory has already been given. When God gave that word to Deborah, victory was already assured. They could rest in the fact that the battle had been won in the spiritual before it was even fought in the physical because God had spoken. It was a done deed. God had spoken it. But the Lord still of course, required faith and obedience on their part. Barak had to put on those mountain boots and he had to march, partnering with God in the strategy God had given. And it's also wonderful that Deborah gets her marching boots on too and she goes with Barak, spurring him on, encouraging him, exhorting him, reminding him of the word of the Lord. So back to the story. The battle was won. The enemy utterly crushed and defeated and 40 glorious years of peace for Israel began. But once again here, I believe that the victory, peace, was given right from the start, before the battle even started. Peace came, peace of mind, peace of heart, absolute confidence in the Lord before the battle even began. We can rest in God's word, God's presence with us, God's promises. We can have peace in the battle. Judges 5 is a poem, a beautiful poem, celebrating the action of the previous chapter. And I'd just like to read two verses from that. Villages in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose, a mother in Israel. Wake up, wake up, Deborah. Wake up, wake up. Break out in song. Arise, Barak. And I feel so strongly in my heart that today there are Deborahs and there are Baraks right here. Debras that might be men or women of faith, courage, Baraks that are warriors in the spiritual. 
And God wants to say to us today, he wants to give victory and peace. And he wants to open doors for you. He wants to give you testimonies that are for his glory, testimonies that prophetically speak into the lives of others as well. And so as I read from Psalm 20 now and Psalm 24, I'd like you to take these words and personalize them and put your faith in the words of the Lord and apply them, personalize them for your situation. From, verse, um, from Psalm 20, may God give you every desire of your heart and carry out your every plan as you go to battle. When you succeed, we will celebrate and shout for joy. Flags will fly when victory is yours. Yes, God will answer your prayers and we will praise him. Some find their strength in their weapons and wisdom but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord our God who makes us strong and gives us victory. And Psalm 24. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for he's about to come through you. You ask, who is this glory king? The Lord, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He's the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle. The mighty one the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. Yes, he is the king of glory. Praise the Lord. So powerful, so wonderful. Anxiety, stress, uncertainty can overwhelm us. There's no doubt that the enemy wants to shut us down. The devil wants to hold us back, make us ineffective. Fear closes doors, but faith opens doors. Faith walks through open doors that God has planned for you to enter. I believe that God wants us to have peace and victory in the battle. That he wants us not to be intimidated, but to wake up to the glory of his possibility his many possibilities. Are you a Deborah with courage and faith, whether you be male or female? Are you a Barak, a spiritual warrior, wanting to advance the kingdom? Again, it could be male or female, you're Barak. God, I believe, is calling you to put on the boots, put on those boots and climb the mountain of whatever it is that he's calling you to to walk through those doors of victory he wants to give you today. There's such a sense of destiny in this room. Ah, what area of your life is most challenging for you right now? Where would you most like to see breakthrough come and the victory of the kingdom triumph? Think for a moment. The Holy Spirit just make you aware 
of what is in your own heart. Out of difficulties grow miracles. The most impossible circumstances set up the clearest displays of his glory. Imagine, see, visualize by faith these circumstances changing in your life. And a glorious testimony for Jesus coming out of it all. The most impossible circumstances set up the stage just to display his glory as it breaks through. I believe God is opening doors of destiny, incredible possibilities, doors open for us to advance the kingdom in our lives and in the world around us. And I believe God wants to give you peace in the battle and victory today. Perhaps in areas where you're being attacked by the enemy, with things that you've been praying about, asking for breakthrough for. Fear, conflict, difficulties in relationships, maybe healing for emotional hurts that have been obstacles, sicknesses, maybe it's release of finances and provision, business strategies that you're seeking God for, or perhaps just indecision, just a lack of confidence, a feeling of hopelessness, feeling that you have just been shut down. Today, God himself wants to assure you that he is your peace in the battle and the victory that comes through the cross of Jesus Christ is the victory that will overcome in your life. Thank you for listening. For more information, visit thecollectivechurch.co.za.